0: Welcome to His Prodigal Daughters podcast, where we share our testimonies and help others navigate through God's Word to find their way back home. I'm Danielle, and this is my co host, Becca. Hey, guys. Thank you all so much for joining us today for another episode. Let's get started. Hey, guys, and thank you for joining us tonight for another episode of His Prodigal Daughters. Once again, I'm
1: Danielle. And I'm
0: Becca. And tonight we're going to be talking about something that's actually really important to me, um, and Becca. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty deep subject. Um, and like you saw in the title, we're going to be talking about anxiety and depression, but also hope, um, and what all of that means biblically, and what it means in our everyday lives, and how to kind of go about this topic. Um, this is something I know both me and you, yeah, have have dealt with for a while, especially here recently within with the past me, few yeah. years, yeah. So, I really wanted to talk about especially well i'll I'll start with myself as far as anxiety goes. I hate to admit it, but I am a terribly anxious person um It is one of my biggest flaws um it is I am definitely a worry wart um I know that you are too I am
1: a hard yeah worrywart. we, we yes. both are big
0: worriers. so <laughs> this was something that we had to learn over time, and we're still learning. Mm. And we kind of want to share with everybody everything that we've gone through, what biblically it tells us, because there was a lot of questions that I dealt with, like, especially with, you know, is God mad about my anxiety? Like, is, is he upset with me because anxiety can equal doubt and anxiety worrying can Mm -hmm. also come across as not having
1: faith? and also where does it come from does that is it, it does it come from satan you know because you know how it's spreads in scriptures as far as anxiety as far as fear and things like that these are all from satan but also just having that constant being
0: a human being yeah
1: being human in being a flesh
0: a, yeah it's something almost natural to it now yeah. it can i believe that satan uses our anxiety 100%. and he uses our fear and he causes it and he knows exactly what's going to cause us this anxiety. And yeah. it can lead us down a spiral. Um, <laughs> and, you know, another th- questions I would ask myself is how do I glorify God in my depression, anxiety, if I can't control it? Like, mm-hmm. How am I supposed to do that? Like, what am I supposed to do? If I can't control this, then I can't glorify God. And it starts to make
1: you feel worthless. Like kind of how you know, picking yourself up out of the pit.
0: Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. And another question that I used to ask myself is, do others see my anxiety as breaking God's commandment? If somebody sees me being anxious, you're like, oh, well, you have doubt. Mm. Oh, well, then you don't believe in God. Oh, well, then you don't have faith in your prayers. Then you don't have faith that God can take care of this. And yeah, and that was a lot of things that I had dealt with. And so something that I really did other than, of course, pray, and get on my knees and be like, God, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Lord, help me, help me. And I started reading in the Bible and I obviously looked for scriptures that really dealt with anxiety and fear and depression and and all of that all bundled together. And I came across a a couple of really great ones. And especially, it's not just in the New Testament with Yeshua and, you know, him bringing this whole new life and hope to these people. But it also talks about it in the old testament you know it talks about how adonai himself commands especially in isaiah so in isaiah 41 10 it says fear not for i am with you do not be dismayed for i am your god i will strengthen you surely i will help you i will uphold you with my righteous right hand Mm -hmm. and that's when him you know speaking through isaiah to israel and that really was like okay That's the beginning of it. Yeah. I read that verse and I was like, okay, God, I'm going to go on this journey with you. You're going to help me through this anxiety and you're going to be there to help me. You're going to uphold me so that I won't drown.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely.
0: And he also says in Isaiah, but now thus says Adonai, the one who created you, O Jacob, the one who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you were mine. And that is so good because it makes us feel it makes it more personal now. Yeah. Okay, so now you know my name. You know who I am exactly and you know who what I'm going through. And you know a lot of people saw, you know, fear not as a commandment. Yeah. And fear not is actually an invitation. It's not condemnation. And never once in any of these verses does God condemn someone's anxiety, but instead he offers refuge within himself. He's saying, hey, I've got you. I'm here. I'm here and I know you by name. I know every tear you cry. I know every prayer you pray. I'm right here and I've got you. And that was what I really needed in my journey with my anxiety because I was like constantly worrying about everything. Yeah. Constantly worrying about everything. And (laughs) I know you know that firsthand. (laughs) Especially, you know, when we came out of homosexuality, my anxiety was so overwhelming mm-hmm. and going back into church
1: yeah no and not not knowing how to go about life it, for me personally mm-hmm. like not not knowing how to how to be yeah
0: it was anxiety-ridden like when you start to go into like okay now we're not homosexuals anymore and we were here in wilmington all by ourselves where, where do, we do we go, go? <laughs> where do we go? (laughs) We're like, okay, God, where are you leading us? And it was terrifying because I was scared that we would be condemned, especially, you know, we're two girls. And if you've seen me and Becca, a lot of people still put that stereotype on us and it's, it's not. And now we're best friends in Christ. We're sisters in Christ. And that was so anxiety riddening that people were going to judge us based off of how we looked based off of our history, you know, people we worked with. And it was, it was anxiety riddening. And there was another scripture that, you know, really touched me. And this is in the tree of life version, particularly in Joshua 1, 9, it says, have I not commanded you now, excuse me on my pronunciation of this. I think it is pronounced Kazak, Kazak to be strong. And it says, be strong. Do not be terrified or dismayed for Adonai, your God is with you wherever you go. And this word that's that's in here, it's kozak. Khaz, <laughs> is the definition of it, it's Hebrew. It is the embodiment of divine strength and courage. Mm. And it, it's like to be,
1: be courageous. Be, be courageous in Christ.
0: Yeah. And other translations say be courageous, be strong, be brave. Be bold. And that's exactly what that word means. But it's it's not just be courageous. It's the embodiment of this divine strength the only strength that you can get like that is from God.
1: Absolutely. You,
0: you're not, you yourself cannot provide yourself with divine strength.
1: Yeah. And that's like when the Holy spirit enters in, you get that divine strength within Christ, within building up your relationship with God to, Mm -hmm. to then cast down all those affirmities, all of those anxieties, all that depression,
0: Exactly. All
1: those things that you
0: couldn't do without him. Mm. And, you know, we, I, it's it's so good that i'm going to bring this up and this is a little slightly off topic but I, I want to bring it up here and we're talking about things that you can't do without the holy spirit
1: yeah
0: and you know when you're when you're talking about the holy spirit this is we're talking about the divinity of god mm-hmm. this this spiritual being that lives with inside of us and a lot of people don't realize that when you accept you know jesus as your lord and savior Yeshua himself dying for you. When you finally accept that into your life, it is so overwhelming how the spirit will show up even when you don't want it to, or (laughs) whenever you don't expect it. Yeah. And people don't think that, you know, people, especially going through depression and anxiety, they feel so hopeless.
1: Hopeless. They feel
0: hopeless and they feel like There's nobody there with them. They feel alone. They feel dark. And people see God as this, you know, far away, far away, out Mm -hmm. in outer space somewhere. You know, Adonai is just this being who is out in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And then Yeshua was someone who came down and he was here, but he's not here anymore.
1: And he's now gone with him.
0: And now he's gone with him. So now I'm here all by myself. And I feel like I'm talking to a wall if I'm praying and people don't understand that. You know, we were given the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's such a gift. And once you finally accept that, you know, God is my Lord and Savior, you finally see that this Holy Spirit is within you. And you can call upon, you know, Adonai, or Yeshua, anytime you need them. They're there for you. It's scriptural. I will not abandon you. I have redeemed you and I've called you by name. You are mine. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Surely I will help you. All of these things, this is Old Testament. You know, this is all within back then. So this isn't just because it's been written then
1: Does doesn't it mean, mean it's
0: it... not relevant now. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're
1: good. Now, Taking the words right out of your mouth. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're you're right. And and that's that was a hard thing for me in and, and the beginning was having the Holy Spirit But not knowing how to call upon Yeshua or Adonai, how whenever I was in those moments of like those deep, dark depressions, how to be like, you know, I know, I know God has me. I know Mm -hmm. he's not going to let me go, but how do I get out? Mm -hmm. And it's not how do I get out? How, how is God, how is Adonai, how is Yeshua going to lift me up out of this? He's going to take me out of these trenches, out of this storm, mm-hmm. and he is going to exalt me out of that depression, out of that anxiety.
0: Yeah. And how do we get to that point? And how, how do we get there? And it's it's not an easy thing. And me, and me and Beck, I think we can both say that we are speaking from experience. Um, I know that I was already very anxiety ridden I had dealt with depression for a long time, secretly undercover, not really telling anybody. And I, you know, once me and Beck met, I thought life was grand. I thought life was great. And then, you know, when God threw this, you know, through this left hook and was like, Nope, this is not what I've called you to be. Here's my word. Read it. Obviously you're not supposed to be together. I said it very clear. Yeah and when once we started to dig into the word it kind of it did we it was dark you know, we we talk about redemption and finally leaving out of this lifestyle and Y'all you can't I can't even begin to tell you how much of a blessing that was for us and how grateful We were to even be given that kind of blessing to where others who are in our position and you may be in our position right now um, where you know we're living this homosexual lifestyle a lot of people don't think about the aftermath you know you get that Holy Spirit high and then what Mm. you know and then you once you feel like that's gone you're just kind of there and you're like you feel like
1: you're left there alone
0: right you feel okay this is done this is a yeah now what where do I go here from here and this is where you have to start understanding that whenever you realize okay i give my life to god i give my life and i accept yeshua as my savior when you realize that that how important that is and you do it your old self has to die you died to self that means the person that you were before you accepted god has to flee has to go yep cannot be that person anymore that is a man of flesh whenever you finally you know pick up that cross and s- you follow yeshua mm-hmm. you have to realize you're creating a whole new person there is a new being that's what being born again means is you're being reborn you're being created in his you know in what he's called you to be yeah and some people that is a hard hard
1: <laughs> hard thing to do yes 100% and i i mean i can I can say for me, it was. You it was know, a big struggle for you finding out my identity. Who who am I now? Mm-hmm. You know, struggling with well, what do I what do I do? Like, do do I read scripture? Do I pray? I know I was coming to you, your mom, my grandma, my mom,
0: and that's with a good, all of
1: these questions.
0: Yeah, and that's a good thing too. Is always look for other people, and I think a lot of people who are by themselves don't really know to do that. But if you can find a congregation. Or find a leader or someone close in in your life that is a christian or you know a messianic um then then absolutely run to them let you know let them help you but also turning to god himself turning and praying and getting on your knees getting into the word reading the scripture studying the scripture and spending as much time in your bible as you can that's that's where you start to make that old man die Because I know with you personally, I can I can remember specifically how you would you would get into these days where you you because you've essentially lost your identity. And, you know, yeah, people who are homosexual, at least from our experience or, you know, other things, it doesn't have to just be homosexuality. It could be um, I mean, some people take their identity and their addictions as well. Yeah. You know, they're an alcoholic. They like to go party. Mm-hmm. they That's the type of person they are. They evolve themselves around drinking yep. or they evolve themselves around whatever their addiction is. And, you know, for us as homosexuals, we completely made that our identity. And, you know, some people that struggle with, you know, being transgender or struggle with knowing, you know, if they're asexual, bisexual, all these other things that are out there, they, they make it their identity. And, you know, it's being from that, it's not easy. It's not easy to deal with because you're basing all of this on feelings, which is, you know, kind of the first problem in rotation, I should say. But when you're basing all of this on feelings, that's all you feel. That's it. That's all you know. That's all you know. It's just, you took your feelings and you made them into a whole person.
1: Well, and that's so, like it. what it was for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did a, a complete 180. Mm-hmm. I mean, just going from everything that I knew from those 14 years to being like, okay, God, I give up this. I give up this lifestyle. I am, I am your child. Like use me. I am here. You know me. And then again, getting to that space of what do I do? Mm -hmm. You know, finding, finding where God is, is leading you mm-hmm. but then also knowing when God is speaking mm-hmm. and and having him to to guide and direct you i know that was a hard thing for me in the beginning and that's what caused me to have anxiety and depression is how to listen out for God and hear him
0: and and that's that's something a lot of people still struggle to learn and I'm, I am no pastor. I am, you know, I am no perfect person, but I can tell you what worked for me and what worked for Beck too, eventually in the end, is when we got into our Bibles, a lot of people see the Bible as just a book, you know, it's just like a textbook, something to reference when you're sad or something to reference when... You want to choose somebody out against your own belief when you want to persecute somebody, people will verse choose. And Mm -hmm. that's not how, that's not what the Bible is. The Bible is essentially a love letter from God. And I know people have heard that saying before, but to me, it's even more than that. Yeah. You know, it's not just a dear John letter. It's a complete guide and dialogue from God himself from Adonai, he speaks and tells us who we are. Yep. He tells us our identity. He says exactly what we are, that we are chosen. Mm-hmm. We are forgiven. We are redeemed. We are loved. And so many other things in his word, he tells us what our identity should be, what we're supposed to do, it's so written now and if so many people if people would just get into the word and actually study it and not just read it, but study it. Learn the Hebrew and the Greek. Learn what these words actually meant. Yeah. Because just how
1: you see it written, it's even deeper than that. It means even more than that. Well, and like you can read the Bible, for instance, like my Aunt Cynthia, she's she's read the Bible multiple times, front to back. And um Basically, sorry, train of thought. So, um, but she's read the Bible front to back, and every time she reads it, she gets something new out of different passages that she has read every single time. Where the Holy Spirit is talking to her and being like, boom, that's what that means. Boom, that's what that means. Boom, this mm-hmm. is another way to think about it. It's a living, breathing word of God. It's ever, It's it never changes. But it's always different
0: when you seem to read it. Something new always pops out. His word and Adonai himself never change. But every time you read it, you finally see your eyes get open to something. And it's usually when you need it the most. Yep, absolutely. I'll tell you, speaking of when I needed it the most, um, moving on now to the New Testament, um, it's this this passage in particular, um, which we've spoken about the Sermon on the Mount, and we kind of may have briefly talked about this. I call this the cure for my anxiety. And it's actually written in, I think in the CSB Bibles, it's actually called that in this passage. They actually <laughs> label it this. And um, and once again, this is the Tree of Life version, but this is, um, it's in Matthew chapter six, verses 25 through 34. And this is when he's actually talking about anxiety. And it's a little long, but I'm gonna read it to you because um, it's just so good. So it says, So I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your Father in heaven feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. Now if in this way God clothes the grass, which is here today, and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What will we eat, what will we drink, or what will we wear? For the pagans eagerly pursue all these things, yet your Father in heaven knows that you need all these. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. (laughs) And when I read that for the first time, I've read it before, but when I was going through this whole transition, you know getting back to God and him being, redeeming me, I was so worried about everything. And when I read this passage, it meant so much to me, knowing that Yeshua himself was like, there's no reason to worry. I've got you. I've got you. You know, your God, your father in heaven has you. He knows, he knows what you need, but you are not alone. He understands, he takes care of the birds. And the trees and the flowers and all the animals in nature not one of them are out here running around
1: taking, about taking
0: you know zoloft because we're freaking out i mean granted we live in a society don't get me wrong you know i i totally understand anxiety medications when they are needed and that's because we live in a society today that is based off of chaos unpredictability and worry mm-hmm. and there's nothing but stress going on in people's lives and you know, pleasing people, upsetting, but nobody wants to upset anybody. And there's this fine line between, you know, worrying about what people need and what people expect and what people want and completely giving yourself over to the world. And whenever you're worrying about these things, that's exactly what you're doing. You're saying that what the world wants of me is more important than what God is asking of me.
1: Well, the thing too, you have to think of is he's a healer. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of things people people don't think about. You know, he is God. He is the almighty. He is the healer. I mean, you go through scripture and look at how many times he healed the lame. He healed the leper. He healed so, so many. many. Mm-hmm. And there are things that God places in our lives he wants us to go through, either to be able to go to others that have that same issue to talk about
0: or to even build character or to even build a
1: testimony exactly Mm -hmm. like he he is he is just he's a healer and if we if we turn to him and go to him instead of looking to ourselves or looking to the world think of how much better we would be
0: and it's not always an easy thing to do but you're very much right it's it's comfortable to just continue to worry sometimes because we're so used to it And, you know, even though it's an uncomfortable feeling, it's, it's a habit. (laughs) It's a, it's like smoking or drinking. It's a habit to worry Mm because it's honestly more comfortable than trusting.
1: Exactly.
0: It is more comfortable than trusting God to take care of it. And that's where taking a, a step of faith is taking in faith itself. You have to trust God with these things because he expects us to. He's asked us to, and it's written here that literally there's no reason to worry yep. that he's got us. And there's another scripture in Matthew um, that I really love that's kind of pretty straight on. And I'm pretty sure everyone's heard this one which is Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through 30. Come to me who are all, all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I mean, it doesn't get more straightforward than there. If you are heavy burdened and you're weary, lay it at his feet. Lay it there. And
1: he'll take it from there. Mm-hmm. and he's gonna he's gonna take it all the way don't pick it back don't up. don't pick it back up leave it where it is leave it
0: there don't pick it back up <laughs> and that's the hard part <laughs> it's easy to come to god and be like you know what done i'm god i'm done i'm just I, i'm done i'm giving this to you and then not even 30 minutes later you're like okay can okay i'm, I'm, I'm actually gonna, gonna hold this for you i've got this um thank you yeah i know you're raising your hand over there that's that's you for sure Um, I can't, we're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of doing it. And that's where, you know, learning to have faith in him is a, it's a learning process. It's not going to happen overnight. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, people don't realize is where God, you know, God is faithful. God is just, and God is hope. God is hope. And it's hope for those people who, you know, it, He is an un overwhelming sense of peace. And before we get into hope, I wanted to say one more scripture uh, more about who giving peace. And it's in John 14, 27. It says, Shalom, I leave you my Shalom, I give to you, but not as the world gives do not let your heart be troubled or afraid. And there's different translations or translations of this verse. And like I said, this is the tree of life version, but um, a lot of other ones say peace. And that definition of peace is different than the definition of shalom. And in a sense where peace is you know, calm, it's, it's definition of it's calm and tranquil um, to where shalom is a universal flourishing wholeness and delight it is absolute peace yeah absolute peace it's not just being peaceful it is complete peace
1: and who gives us that peace
0: adonai himself himself. and not only does he give us peace but he gives us hope and i know this was something that meant a lot to you beck because you know as much as we both struggle with anxiety depression hits you even harder um Going through this transition, and we're, we want to be very transparent about everything that happened, you know, within our testimony when God redeemed us from homosexuality, and we both struggled and we both dealt with stuff. But I know depression was a big one for you.
1: Oh, um, massive
0: it was. But you know, once we finally turned to God, I, I believe you you said it perfectly. You know, when I found God, I found hope.
1: Yes, and and that's the the biggest thing. Everybody is God is your hope. And a few scriptures and a few things that helped me along this journey is, like she said, I was in a deep, dark depression. Um, I was trying my way out of it by myself. And even though I, I knew, you know, you have the word of God, you have the Holy Spirit. These are things you should use. I still struggled with it. You you
0: had trouble finding
1: it, really. I did. I I did have trouble finding it and just knowing how to go about it. So these are just a few uh, things. What does the Bible say about hope? Hope is never lost. We find our hope in God. We can be confident in our hope because we have trust in God. True hope comes from Adonai. Hope is a gift but delivered by the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. who lives within us. Hope endures. And what scripture tells us is Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Mm -hmm. I mean, that to me speaks volumes Mm -hmm. because of course, you know, we can't see God. We can't see Jesus. We can't physically see the Holy Spirit. But when you ask them to come into your life, that hope resonates inside of you. Mm-hmm. And it's there for you at any time you need it. You just have to ask for it. You have to seek it. And you have to seek it. As as scripture says, seek me and you will find me.
0: And seeking, seeking it is, you know, a lot of people are like, God, just help me. Just help me. The, the wonderful thing that I think about you know you know Adonai is it takes faith and yes. there's a difference between asking and believing yes there's a difference for just being like god take take care of this but to believe that he's going to do it that's where hope you know starts to bloom yep. you have hope when you have a god and you you have faith in a god that's going to do what he says our god is not a liar our god does not abandon no and our god is faithful he will never leave or forsake you. And that, I believe, is a good place where hope blooms from, is knowing and understanding that. And that's why you have to get in Scripture.
1: Yeah, no, and that, that was a big thing for me, is getting into Scripture and finding these things. I mean, Psalms nine eighteen, But God will never forget the needy. The hope of the afflicted will never perish. Mm-hmm. Another one, Psalms 146, 5. Blessed are those whose help is in the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God." Mm -hmm. And what kills me, is I'm just sitting here thinking about it, and we have such a belief in Santa Claus. Oh yeah. Why is it so hard for us to believe in Adonai, Mm -hmm. in Yeshua? If we can believe in this non-fictional being.
0: It's like having childlike faith childlike faith you have to have childlike faith that same faith that you used to believe that you know a big old white bearded man used to (laughs) come down your chimney and bring you (laughs) presents and candy and all of these things is the same type of belief that we need to have in a god who's actually there
1: who's real who's actually real who's here who's who's willing to give us these things if we would just accept and Mm -hmm. say god i am giving all of this to you Mm -hmm. this is all yours you tell me what i need to do you tell me in scripture who i need to be i'm going to follow your path you tell me who i need to be to honor you
0: and then you have to have patience Ah. Ah. and then you have to have patience because things will not you have to understand things are not going to happen in your timing no they're going to happen in god's timing and Why is that? Because God knows best. Mm -hmm. God knows exactly when these things need to happen. If you're saying, God, I feel hopeless. This job is awful. I'm trying to find a different one. Nothing is coming up. That's because there's probably a job that if you're asking, saying, God, give me a better job than this. Help me open the door. You got to wait for the door to show up. You got to wait for him to say to open. You
1: can't bust through a, a non-existent door.
0: Yeah. I mean, because you're just going to trip and fall. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably going to get a few injuries. And then that's that's exactly what happens in life. when I mean, you start to force things and not in God's timing. And you're not praying for that spirit of discernment and letting the Holy Spirit guide you into these decisions. And, you know, keeping that hope in God is keeping faith in God. And you have to be patient. You have to be patient. But our God is so good. He is so good. And wow. He is nothing but hope as long as you keep your faith in
1: Him. No, 100%. And then um, another, uh, a few others, if you guys want to look at these at on your own time. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, Philippians 4, 13. For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> Love it he, first. Hebrews 6, 19. And then Romans 5, 1 through 5. The biggest thing I want to get out to you guys is no matter where you are in your life, if you are dealing with anxiety, if you are dealing with depression, if you are dealing with hopelessness, know it comes to an end because Mm -hmm. our God is greater than all of those things. Mm -hmm. He, He is going to bring you out of that He's going to bring you out of it spiritually. You're going to have such a new drive within it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be able to go out and tell a testimony about it. You know, I suffered from depression. Let me tell you what God did for me when I was feeling hopeless, when I was feeling worthless, when I was having anxiety, when I was doing this, that. My God, Adonai,
0: gave us hope.
1: Gave us hope. Mm -hmm. And It's not by our doing. It is not by our doing. It is by Christ's doing. Mm -hmm. We cannot do anything in this life and succeed if we don't have Christ backing Mm -hmm. us up. We're never going to get anywhere. And we need to hope beyond this world. Something we don't understand is when we go and we leave this place, we go to heaven there are mansions waiting for us there is no sickness there is no death there is no despair there is no hopelessness we are going to a place that is the ultimate hope
0: And all it takes is giving your life to the lord all it takes is accepting the fact that yeshua came down to earth died on a cross for our sins, not for his, because he was sinless. He was perfect. He did nothing wrong. The absolute definition of an innocent man. And he gave his life for you. And that is a love that a lot of people will, will never be able to truly understand. Nobody in this life will ever be able to feel that until you accept, you know, your Jesus, you know, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, whatever you call him, as your Lord and Savior. And because he did, he died for you, whether you want to believe it or not. You don't have to. I really hope and pray you do, because he did. And he died for your sins so that you could enter a place like this. And so that he had you, you have that hope so that you can say, God, I have faith in you. And I have hope that this is going to get better that I'm going to get out of this depression, that I'm going to get out of this anxiety and that you're going to answer my prayers. I have hope in you. I have faith in you. And I believe that you can take care of this. And all it takes is accepting and knowing who Yeshua HaMashiach is. That's all it takes.
1: That's all it, that's that, that is all it takes. And the biggest thing for me too is, and I wrote this down today and I was just like, Where was I at a few months back when I was struggling? I wrote down, when we are going through the hills and valleys, our God will help to light the way through the darkness. Mm -hmm. Because what is he? God is light. He brings us out of that darkness. He shines that light. He shines that flashlight in front of us instead of behind us. Mm -hmm. He says, this is where you need to go. Mm -hmm. Now follow suit.
0: Mm-hmm. And then he wants you accept that light. And, you you know, that's when you when accept him into your heart, you become the light.
1: Exactly. And, and then you, you spread the light.
0: And then you spread the light. And <laughs> then you shine the light. And then you're the salt. And you season the earth. And it's, it's this whole concoction of just goodness. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's so overwhelming when you really think about how beautiful our God is and how he took people like, me and Beck and maybe even you through, you know, we went through the mud, we went through the yuck and saw the worst of the worst. And there's still even worse things out there that we haven't seen. And that's, what's crazy is we went through it. We were through complete darkness. I mean, we both suffered from depression and anxiety and hopelessness.
1: And I mean, even, even, even to the point of suicidal thoughts for me,
0: yeah, I, I mean to be completely transparent, that was something we both struggled with as, you know, having suicidal thoughts and you know, we went to therapy. I was on medications and we were we went through it. And and we want to be transparent with y'all because we want y'all to know that we get it and not that you're not alone. That if you suffer with these things with depression, anxiety, suicidal tendencies, you know, there's all kinds of diagnoses out there. Now, if this is something you suffer from, there is only one true cure. There is only one true cure, and that is having hope and having faith and belief in Yeshua and Adonai or Jesus Christ and God, however you want to call them. They're real and they're there and we're speaking from experience that once we gave our lives to the Lord, even afterwards it we had to grieve our old the old people we were yeah. we grieved them we we actually had to go through a grieving process we had to grieve our relationship we had to grieve that all that old mess because they died but we also celebrated a new life we we, we stopped looking behind us and we turned forward and we saw the hope and the light that is god
1: Don't be like Lot's wife, guys. Don't Don't, look back. Don't look back. (laughs) Don't look back.
0: Because you have to grieve them and you have to let them die in order for yourself to be reborn and be created new. And once you do that, once you finally make that decision, you say, you know what, God, I accept you, I believe you, and I have hope in you. I have faith in you that you're going to take me out of this mess and you're going to be my light. And when you start digging into scripture, And praying and having faith in the Holy Spirit to bring you that peace, bring you the shalom, then that is when you can get out of these dark, depth, nasty places. And you can start digging out of the pits. You find that ladder to get out of the hole. The Bible to me is the ladder that gets you out of that pit.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That is what gets you out. Once you start reading into scripture, what God says and living like God tells us and having faith in him, you're going to start seeing miracles happen. And it may not, you know, I'm not saying that God can't heal the, you know, heal the blind and heal the sick. He is more than capable of doing that. He does it every day. But just having faith to make sure I have food in my pantry. Make sure I have food in my pantry. And actually, I, I know we're running a little long, but I, I, I listened to a, a pastor the other day. He was talking and this, um, he was telling a story about this lady And this lady was broke and she lived in a a poor neighborhood and she was praying, you know, God, just put food in my pantry. She said, God, just put food in my pantry. Please, Lord, just put food in my pantry. And she lived right next to an atheist. And this atheist was hearing her through the window. And he said, you know what? I'm going to prove to this woman that there is absolutely no God. I'm going to prove it to her. So he goes... He, he gets his wallet. He goes to the ATM. He pulls out money out of the bank. He goes to the food lion next door. He goes and he buys groceries. He gets all this food, all this food, and he buys all this stuff. And then he goes and he puts it on her front porch and knocks on the door. And then she opens the door and she sees food on it. She said, God did it. God did it. God answered my prayer. God did it. And the atheist pops out of the bushes and he said, ha, I told you that there is no God. God didn't do this. I went and bought all this food for you. And she paused and she looked at him and she said, God did it. God did it. God did it. And he said, no, God didn't do this. I went out of my way. I went and got the money out of the ATM. I went and went and bought all these groceries. And he said, I'm the one that brought all this here. God didn't do this. I did it. And she said, God did it. God did it. And he made the devil pay for it. And Ever since I heard that story, I was like, that is so good. That That's the kind <laughs> of faith you need to have. And God will do it. He may not do it how you expect it. And he may not shine light exactly where you want it. But he's going to show you the way that you're supposed to go. And he may use the devil to do it. And he could take what the devil made for evil and turn it to good. And we are a walking testimony yeah. of that.
1: Yep, no, it, you're 100% right. I was literally, as you were going over that, I'm like, God turned it around. Yep, God turned it around.
0: That's exactly how He does it. He can get creative too, y'all. I have seen some things. <laughs> God is one of the most creative people. Well, He's not a person, but God is one of those creative beings I have ever seen. Yeah. I mean, from how beautiful the sunset and the skies are to how he manipulates the devil's situations and turns it for himself, it is so good. And that is exactly what having faith and believing and having hope is. And, and that's we could, the
1: faith we need.
0: That's exactly the faith we need. And I'm, I wanna pray over all of you guys who are listening and just pray that Holy Spirit come into your life and help you to have hope in him. So if y'all are in a place to bow your heads with me. Father God, we come to you right now as humbly as we know how. We do ask you to forgive us of our sins and wash them under the blood of Yeshua, God. Wash us clean, Father God. And Lord, I ask you right now to send your Holy Spirit into the people of, who are listening on this podcast, into their hearts, Father God. Anyone out there who is struggling with anxiety, who is struggling with depression, hopelessness addiction any of these terrible spiritual battles father god i pray that you send the holy spirit into them lord and give them absolute peace give them the shalom let them be able to feel your presence father god let them be able to feel that you were there with them and that you have your hand of protection over them lord And Father God, we thank you for absolutely all of the blessings you've provided. And Lord, we ask you to be a light unto these people who are in the darkness, Father. Shine your light, Lord. Let them see you and let them feel you, Lord. And let the Holy Spirit urge them to get into your word so that they can see for themselves what you yourself has written. The love letter that you have written to them, God. The love letter that says, I am here for you i have not abandoned you you are in my hands and you are mine i have called you to be mine lord i ask you to give them that peace guide and direct them lord where you want them to go and lord help us to be there for these who are struggling lord for those for those people who know you in their hearts and have that light now help them to be able to be bold and to be shining for the people who are struggling in the darkness. Give them that spiritual boldness to go and speak to others who are struggling with the same things that they have been struggling with themselves, Father. We thank you for your son, Yeshua, for letting him die on the cross so that we could have eternal life with you. You gave the perfect sacrifice so that we could have hope in you And Lord, I thank you for this podcast, and I thank you for all the listeners, Lord. And I just pray that you be with them in your name. Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys for joining us on this pretty long episode. Um, We hope it was really helpful. And we just want to do a little shout out and just say, if if you haven't, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. That's where we're going to be putting updates about all of our new episodes. And if we ever have any delays in an episode, you'll be able to see it there. Um, also, if you have any prayer requests or praise reports, you're more than welcome to send them to us um, via Spotify or you can message us on Facebook or Instagram as well. We also have an email. It is Podcast dot contact at gmail.com if you have any larger things you want to send us or anything we love testimonies and we're always accepting prayer requests so that we can pray for you guys um privately or if you want them to you know to put them out on here we're more than welcome to do that too but otherwise we hope you have a good night and we will see you next tuesday night for the next episode all right shalom Shalom.